I'm not sure if you have reached the point in your life where you look back on your past, you look back on maybe certain situations or certain moments, maybe certain times in your life, and you just shake your head. You shake your head at that younger self for the things that you did or the things that you said or the ways that you thought about things. One, one of those moments that comes to my own mind was I had the opportunity after I graduated from high school to travel with our German class to Germany for two and a half weeks. Now, I have to say that I had never been out of the country at that point. I had never really traveled all that much either, and I had never spent any time with family or people that I did not know and so as we arrived in Germany one Friday evening, we were met at the school by all of these host families who had volunteered to allow one student to come and stay with them for the two and a half weeks we were in Germany. And each of them had a student who was also in high school at the time, and we would have a chance to uh, go with them to school, be a part of their classes, and get to experience what it was like for them as a high school student. But classes didn't start until Monday. So Friday evening, as we met these people for the very first time, went home with them, we would not get to see our friends, the people that we knew from back home, until Monday morning at school. Now, I should also remind you that I was an only child. And by my senior year of high school, I had a little bit of freedom and independence to walk downtown if I wanted to or drive to my friend's house because, of course, I lived in Tomahawk, so there wasn't really a whole lot to do and there wasn't really a whole lot of ways to get in trouble. And all of a sudden... Here we were in a really big city, in a country that I had never been to, and I was staying with people I had never met before. And they were very, very nice. They were very welcoming. They were very gracious. As they showed me all around their house, the Katerina, my, my sister of, of that experience, literally gave me her bedroom to sleep in, and she said she'd sleep on the floor in her brother's room. A huge way to welcome a newcomer, right? Well, over the course of that weekend, I realized how my four years of German really had not prepared me for living with a family who sp spoke mostly German the entire time. I realized how I was so unable to communicate anything other than, hi, how are you? My name is Sherry. What's your name? How are you today? It was really stressful. And it was really hard because I realized... I was dependent upon them for everything. I had to follow their routine, their meals, everything, and I couldn't talk to them in the way that I would have wanted to talk to them, freely hearing about stories, sharing stories of mine with them. And on top of all of that, just before I left, my dad went to have a medical procedure. 
And it was probably a good thing I wasn't fully aware of what all that entailed. But I was worried about my dad. I was a little homesick. And I hardly could speak the language. And so I had tried calling my dad from this international calling card that I had gotten before our trip when phone cards were a thing. And for whatever reason, I could not get it to work. And so I had noticed that there was a payphone down the street. So I just called out to the, our host mom and I just said, you know what, I'm going to use that payphone down the street to just call my dad really quick. I'll be right back. And I started to leave the house. And I ran down the street, down the hill, turned the corner, kept on running until I could get to that payphone. No big deal, right? I'm just going to make a phone call. Well, lo and behold, my host dad got in his car, started driving down the street to come and find me at the payphone. And of course, my calling card wasn't working there either. And he was trying to get me to come back where he had helped me make the phone call, even just from their own landline. And as I look back at that moment now, I shake my head. What was I even thinking? What was I doing? Why would I run from their house when they had been so gracious, so hospitable to me? I was young. I was inexperienced. And I kind of panicked. I panicked in a situation that was so different than anything I had ever known before. In Mark's gospel, the disciples are that splitting image of being inexperienced in the situations that they are now finding themselves in. We are not talking fishes and nets here. These are things that they can't even begin to understand and process as fast as they're happening. You have to imagine that in that world, there are so many hierarchies, so many social statuses, orders of every single person in that society. And for all of the disciples, they weren't the most educated. They weren't the most prominent. They for sure were not the wealthiest in that world. And so to be invited, to be welcomed by Jesus, to be a part of what Jesus was now doing in their world had to have been the most exciting, exhilarating kind of status uh, lifting that they had ever experienced at that point. And seeing all of the attention that got Jesus got, seeing how the fame about him spread throughout the land. You have to realize, you have to imagine that it just passed right onto them too. Look at who Jesus is. We are a part of his inner circle, his closest friends. We can have the same kind of recognition that Jesus is. And then Jesus would say these things to them privately about how the Son of Man would be undergo suffering and would be killed, and then in three days would rise again. And they let it go in one ear and out the other because they couldn't even understand what Jesus was talking about, let alone that it could happen in their lifetime. 
They kept on thinking about what could be for themselves. And so here we are, and they're talking about which one of them is the greatest. And it's such a human thing to do, isn't it? To think to ourselves, how do I climb up that ladder to get higher than where I am now? Who is most important? Who is the greatest? Who is the one that has the ultimate authority and power? Who is the one that will be listened to and respected? And you know that the disciples that Jesus chose were not chosen for their experience. They're not chosen for their ability to teach and understand it all. They're not chosen because they have it all figured out. They are human, just like all of us. And they have this line of thinking, of top-down, of an ordering system in their minds of who is greatest, Who is the least greatest? That way of ordering can be so hard to break from our minds. It's a part of everything that we know and experience as we grow up in this world too. And here, Jesus turns that image inside out with this one of a little child. But the little child that Jesus describes here is not the kind of little child that might come to your mind. It's not a little child who is lovable and sweet, the center of attention that you just want to hold and protect and enjoy and delight in. The Greek word that's used here is a word that actually has a double meaning. The first meaning is immediate offspring. The second meaning is slave. Both of those meanings describe who this child is in that order. They're not the greatest. They're not even in the middle. They are at the bottom. They are related to the person whose offspring they are. They are a servant. They exist to serve, to help the needs of the person who has given them birth, who has raised them, who is their parent. That was how that world existed. And Jesus here takes that child and not only puts the child right in front of the disciples, but then draws the the child close to him. And there's a word there in the Greek that's used too. And what it means is that Jesus actually gives the child standing as he is sitting. He gives the child recognition, prominence of being held in esteem in front of all of them. That's a pretty powerful and tremendous image that Jesus puts right in front of the disciples' faces and right in front of us as well. So often, we think about who is the most important, who is the greatest, who has the most to contribute. But think for a second about two people that you are closest to in your life, any two, whether you're related or whether they're friends, whether they're colleagues, two people. 
Now, which of them is more important? I'm not even sure that's a question that can be asked. Because each of them are important. Each of them have value and worth. Each of them have a gift to contribute. They can't be compared to each other. They especially can't be compared to each other if they're different ages, if they have different experiences, if they have different skill sets and different gifts. In schools, so often what teachers and administrators are trying to help kids to become is their best selves. And I think that's such an amazing way to think about this passage too. Because it allows every person, no matter where they're at in age, no matter where they're at in their understanding, no matter what gifts they have, it sees them and encourages them to do their best each and every day. If we think about that in light of this gospel passage, that's what you want for those two people in your life too, right? You want the best for them. You want them to be able to do their very best, however different that might be because of each of them and the situation that they're at. Jesus takes this little child and gives them the standing in his presence. It is a tremendous image that puts this little girl in a, a place that she would never, ever have been thought of or welcomed to in that world. Jesus is trying to tell all of us this day that when we welcome one another, when we include them, when we make a place for them, space for them, when we go out of our way to show love or kindness to them, that when we support them, we see the opportunity that they have to help them to be their very best, whatever that looks like. And when we do that, when we do the littlest of things that welcome one another, that's when we are great. That's when we are servant to one another. That's when we are following Jesus' lead. That's when we recognize that we're a child of God ourselves, given standing in Jesus' presence. Not because of what we've done, but because of who God is. And that's true, regardless of what our age is, regardless of what our past looks like, regardless of how often we get all fired up about all the wrong things. Amen.